Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. Fuzzy Wuzzy something something hair bear there. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So a friend of mine was listening to one of my recent podcasts, and I mentioned how I have a feud going with a California ground squirrel. And he enjoyed that segment, so I figured I'd talk about some of the wild animals that I deal with here on the old farm. And it's not really a farm, it's a forest. I live in the middle of a forest in southern Oregon, and I got maybe like one acre of cleared land where human beings can do whatever they want, you know, like driveways and houses and stuff. And then that house is surrounded by about 50 to 100 acres of forest, like just dense-ass forest. Now, that's not all my piece of property, but just the way it kind of works out. Like, all the neighbors, you know, you'll have a neighbor whose property is almost all forest plus a house, and then they always put their houses on the far end. So, I mean, it just, it really... It's about a quarter mile to the nearest house. Like, you know, if you want to shoot a bullet up in the air and have it come down a quarter mile away, uh, you could hit a house, but you wouldn't be able to hit a house any closer than that. Or sorry, throw a rock. If you can throw a rock a quarter mile, that's what that's how it would be. Let's talk about the birds first. I haven't read this anywhere, but it's pretty clear to me, like, like the only animal you see with regularity is birds. And that's because... You know, throughout history, evolution, etc., um, birds are an animal that just because you see them doesn't mean you can kill them. I mean, today with modern technology and a shotgun, you could kill a bird. It's illegal, so you don't. But basically, up until just recently, you know, like if a, let's just say a bear, if a bear saw a bird, an eagle, let's go with some cool birds that, cool animals. If a bear, which I have here, and it saw an eagle, which I have here, well, that bear can't do shit, because the eagle would just fly away. And you can take that all the way down to the hummingbirds, which are around here. So basically, in the daytime, the only animal you will, you will see are birds, and it's because they're not afraid of predators. You know, forget about humans even, just predators. And I already talked about how the ravens were killing the stellar jays. So that's, you know, I guess that's the thing that the birds have to worry about, is other birds. And so what do I got that's cool? So I got eagles... I got a giant tree that's dead, and eagles like I don't I don't know why eagles do not like to come low at all. And uh, so this giant tall tree, I'll get eagles, uh, bald eagles, landing on the top of it. Eagles and vultures, and what they really like to do, like if it's cold but it's not raining, and there's sun, then they'll all, they'll you know the eagles and the vultures will go up there and they'll just they'll sit at the top of the tree. And they'll just, they'll be in the sun. It'll warm them up, and they love it. Here's another thing. This will apply to, I'm going to talk about bears and cougars later. But with eagles, eagles and vultures are not the same. Like, no one cares about vultures. I don't care about vultures. I see them all the time. They're just as big as an eagle. They're freaking huge. You know, like, size matters. Size definitely matters. Like, when you start a charity to whatever... If you want money, if you want, you know, say you want to be dishonest. Say you want to start a dishonest charity and you want to prey upon people's love of animals to get them to give you money. You do not start with like some, you know, mouse, like, you know, some endangered mouse. You don't say this is the charity for the endangered Black Lives Matter mouse. Well, that's actually sounding like it might work. But anyways, how about the, the endangered Trump mouse? Okay, so anyways, 
If you start a charity, ain't no, ain't no one going to give you any money for some endangered Trump mouse. You know, but if you're like, the endangered Trump panda is threatened, I mean, people will give you a ton of money. Basically, mouse bad, panda good. And so anyways, vultures are cool, and eagles are cool. Obviously, eagles are cooler looking. Predators just look cool. But here's the thing I want to say about predators. Like, I, you know, like, I've I tried to take pictures and video of the eagle, and it's hard. Like, you know, this... This this freaking tree, like you you'd have to say this tree is six foot in diameter at the base. It's probably two or three hundred feet tall. I mean, it's like a skyscraper. And when I like just you know I'm on the ground, you know what could I do to this eagle? I could do nothing to it. I mean, you, know, you can't shoot him, so there's nothing I could do to that eagle. But anyways, just me trying to like point my cell phone at the eagle makes it fly away. And so this is the theory that I've developed. I'm pretty sure it's right. Is that predators they're used to watching other animals. They don't like to be watched. They like, they like to be the watcher, not the watchee. And so, like, I've got deer on the property, you know, deer that go towards my garden. I'd like to get rid of them. The deer don't care. Like, you have to get about 20 feet away from the deer before they will start moving away. Like, I'm lazy. I'd, li I'd like to be able to just, you know, see a deer across the yard. My yard is really long. I'd like to just see a, year, a deer on the other side of the yard open up a window and say, get out of here, deer, and they'd run away, but they don't do that. They're like, oh no, you gotta, you gotta go out your front door, you gotta put on your shoes because it's wet out, you gotta walk all the way across the yard, and then when you get 20 feet away from me, fine, I'll just, I'll start slowly moving away. And like, you get to 20 feet, and so the deer goes to 25 feet away and stops, it goes back to eating. And so then you gotta go those extra five feet and now you're within the 20-foot zone, so it goes another five feet away. And then you do five more feet. It does five more feet. You do five more feet. Well, you get the idea. The deer are just very hard to chase off. And that's something that people actually hunt. But anyways, they just don't care. And I've got a little dog. And uh, I don't let him run around willy-nilly, but I keep him on a leash. But it's kind of funny. If, I, if it's me and a little dog on a leash, then I can get about 40 feet. You know, So I get about 40 feet from the deer. And the deer moves back five feet, and then I move five feet, etc. He used to have a big dog that could be trusted out in the wild, and that just kept all the deer away, period. But ain't got that now. And I know a guy, he tried shooting the deer with like a BB gun. They don't care. And I looked it up online, and that, that it's, it's unethical. First off, the deer don't care, so it doesn't get rid of them. And second off, if it pierces the hide... Um, they might get an infection and get sick and, you know, die or something. So it's just, it's, it's unethical to, it, it's ineffective and unethical to use a BB gun. Because I know some of you, dear listeners, are like, well, just use a BB gun. The answer is it doesn't work. I was thinking like, you know, whatever it is you use for riot control, maybe that would work on a deer, but I think that stuff's expensive. I'm not going to go that crazy. I mean, mostly you use fencing. You, just, you protect the little thing that you want to protect with fencing and then you don't put anything that the deer will eat outside of that. Like roses? Hell no, you can't have no roses. Uh, birds. So one bird I got on the property that's pretty cool is, uh, it's a barred owl. I think it's like B-A-R-R-E-D. And they're like an invasive owl, but they're beautiful. They're so beautiful, you know. There's a lot of stuff you're like, oh, that damn invasive species that I hate. It's like, oh, look at that beautiful, beautiful invasive species owl. They're really big, they're almost entirely white 
I mean, you, you know owls. Owls are gorgeous. Well, they will tell you, if you ever see it online, there's nothing uglier than an owl without its feathers. Like sometimes you'll see like a, you know, some vet clinic thing where they bring in a owl that has a skin disease and it loses its feathers. At that point, an owl is the most ugly thing that has ever existed. But the feathers on a barred owl, they look so soft. I'm sure they wouldn't feel like this, but it looks like you could pet a barred owl like a cat and it would just be amazing. And so the native owl around here is the spotted owl. This is like a small, brown, I mean, it's still an owl. Every owl is good looking, but it's not, you know, it, 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 you know as far as owls go, it's kind of a small, ugly owl. Like I'm trying to think of an analogy. Think of the uh, Marvel Avengers movies. The barred owl would be like the guy who played Thor, and the spotted owl would be like Ant-Man. And so where I live, it used to be a logging place. I mean, people haven't made money off of logging in probably 30 years, and, you know, not for reals in like 50 years. But when I was a kid, there was some controversy because the spotted owl was endangered. Like, I think it was mostly endangered because the barred owl was just coming in and kicking its ass. But anyways, the spotted owl was endangered, and so people were blaming it for the logging jobs going away. And so you used to see bumper stickers on cars back in the 80s that would say, I like spotted owls. Fried. But so the way to tell a barred owl from other owls is by its hoot. And so, you know, I had to look it up online. But anyways, what the barred owl says is, uh, who cooks for you? So it's basically like, who cooks for you? Who, 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 who? And they're pretty cool. There's like a family, I think there's an adult pair. I guess, they're, you know, there must be a mom and a dad on my property. Because every couple of years, there's new babies flying around. And they, they let you look at them. They, you know, you, you can't get that close before they fly away. But they, they let you get kind of close. It's pretty cool. You can get a picture of them with your cell phone, basically. And, uh... Last night, I saw a fox. It was in the yard, and basically, I went out to take a piss, and then there was a fox just running across the yard. So that was pretty cool. And I will say, one of, the, one of my favorite things about living in the forest is that, you know, other than the house itself, you can pee anywhere you want. And in fact, I do not like, to, I mean, you know, whatever. Fast forward if you don't like this conversation. But anyways, I don't like to aim. I mean, I can aim, but I don't like to aim. So I take, I don't know what, 90% of my peas outdoors. It's just, you know, you just open a door, boom, you're outdoors. I mean, not boom, drop, trowel, one step later. But anyway, go a little, you know, take a few more steps, you're outdoors. And so, you know... You know, I think it was about 8.30, so, you know, normally, why would you be out, why would you go out and look at your yard at 8.30 dusk time and see a fox? Well, that's why. That's why I would. Makes me think of a female friend of mine that I was talking to one time. I think, I don't know, we must have been camping or something. And I don't know what I said. I don't, I don't know how the conversation got started. I don't think back then I had this fully uh, rationalized love of the woods because you can pee outdoors and not aim. But anyways, this girl, young woman at the time, um, she's like, I don't like peeing outdoors because it splashes and hits my ankles. And I don't know why, maybe because I'm a sick son of a bitch. But anyways, I've just, I've never forgot when she said that. Maybe someday I'll do a podcast on just the little things that I remember 
that you know it's for no reason like you know how, you know how many you have a million conversations throughout your life and you don't remember every little thing that everyone said but just things stick out and it doesn't mean they have to be important or anything just some things stick out sometimes i'll talk to friends and it's like they're like oh man do you remember when you said that i'm like no i'm like and then back at them you know like, hey you remember when you said that they're like no so it just you know it just it's just random people remember certain things but so a couple of nights before the fox there was a black bear in my yard and it's the biggest black bear I ever seen. If you don't know, like black bears are the small kind of bears. Brown bears are huge, but they like live in Alaska and Canada. And I looked up how big they can get. I guess black bears can get up to 660 pounds, but I mean that that is that's incredibly rare. Usually they're probably about 200 pounds. They weigh about as much as a, you know, adult male human. What's that called? Oh yeah, a man. But my guess is this bear was like 300 pounds. I mean, it was freaking huge. And it had the most luxurious, thick coat on it. You know, something about the time of year and what they're doing. But anyway, so there's just this giant black bear in my yard. But how did I know about it? Well, I was watching TV in a different room. And then in another room, my little dog. I got an 18-pound little dog. His name is Henry. And Henry's in, I don't know, he, he kind of... Whatever. He hangs out in a certain spot next to a window, and he was barking. And for the longest time, I used to be like, just shut up, quit barking. But I've actually learned now, every time he's barking, it's like, now, hey, let's go, let's go see what he's found. Like, he has the time. Like, you know, I, I don't have the time to just sit at a window and look out constantly, but he's got nothing better to do. He doesn't drink beer, for instance. He doesn't watch anime. So I went out to see what he was barking at, and it was just this giant bear right in the yard. Like I say, this yard is big. This ain't, this ain't like having a bear in your city yard. This is like having a bear in your country yard. If you've ever seen a country yard. But he's kind of barking at it, and the bear is just walking. But I have like a little... There's a dog door, and then a, a, a fenced-off area for Henry to basically to poop in. Like I don't want him wandering off into anywhere, so I have a... It's a little yard. It's a dog pen, I guess, or something. It's probably... 20 feet by 20 feet. But anyway, so I come up. He's barking. You know, he's, he's doing a little barking. I come up. I think, you know, I think when I'm around, it makes him more brave. And so he sees that I have his back. And so he goes, he runs, and he runs out his doggy door. He runs into his little uh, yard, and he barks at that bear, and it scares the fucking shit out of that bear. Like, if it would have been a cartoon... You would have seen like the skeleton of the bear come out of the skin of the bear. <laughs> and there's like multiple trails that I've built or whatever and the, and the deer trails. Okay, I'll say that. The forest, the forest I have has trails automatically built by deer. They just walk on a trail and it builds a trail. And if you want, you can go in there with like a weed whacker or something and make it nice for humans. But anyway, so my yard has multiple trails that connect to it. And so this bear, it was coming from a trail and then it hit my yard and then it was going to, you know, go through the yard and head off down some other trail. But because this poor bear got scared, he went back down the trail he was coming from. But that meant, you know, he wasn't getting to where he wanted to go. So... Whatever, so another, you know, about a minute later, the bear came out again, got to the yard, 
And Henry, he scared the shit out of that bear again. And that bear took off, but this time it took off in the correct direction so it wouldn't have to come back through the yard and get scared again. So that was fun. And I could have got a picture of that bear, but Henry just scared him so quick that I couldn't. And that night, I mean, I still went out to pee, but I don't know, it makes the, it makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up for about, for about a day or two when I see that kind of stuff. And when I go outside, I sing a song. I heard somewhere that if you sing a song, bears don't like that and they'll run away, whatever. They'll stay away. So that's me. that makes me think of cougars. So I've had cougars on the property too. I've never seen one. No, you never see a cougar. Like the more of a predator, hardcore predator you are, and the only thing you're used to is watching the prey and not being watched yourself. I mean, like the pinnacle of that is the cougar. So the cougar never lets a human being see it. And, you know, the only reason I know that there's cougars is because I've set out automatic cameras. You can set automatic cameras out that will, like, take pictures of movement at night. That's how I know. And I've heard, down here, I've heard people say, like, a cougar will take a dog off your porch. So you got to be careful. All right, well, I'm losing my train of thought here. But, yeah, so what else we got around here? We got foxes, skunks, raccoons, possums. Skunks are interesting because they'll let you see them. They're not afraid of anything you know, for obvious reasons, and so sometimes you just see a skunk walking by and just, you look at the skunk, the skunk looks at you, that's the end of that. They just keep walking no faster than before. And possums are interesting, um, for whatever reason, they're, they can't get herpes, I mean rabies. And possums are another thing, they don't walk around in the day where you can get eye contact with them like a skunk, but, uh, they're also not really afraid of stuff. I mean, I think, you know, they're not a predator. Predators are terrified of humans. Everything else doesn't give a damn. But I used to use my possums um, as a tool. Like, basically, I went through a, I went through a period where, like, I, I like to cook bacon in the oven. So I'd have, like, a cookie pan, and you put a bunch of bacon in it. I mean, whatever. You get that part. But basically, bacon grease is like a real pain in the ass thing to deal with. I mean, you can try and scoop it up and put it in a jar. I mean, I've done that. You can kind of, you know, use hot water and run the bacon grease down your drain. And, like, you know, that don't feel right. Like, you know, is that going to clog your drain? So I had what I thought was the perfect solution was I would just, I would just put the cookie sheet out for the possum. And, I, again, I had this nighttime camera, so I just, I could see. I could see what was eating the bacon grease. And I, knew what it, and I knew it was a possum, so I just put out the cookie sheet with bacon grease, and whatever. Every night, the possum would just come up and just lick up all the bacon grease. But since then, I've been shamed by certain humans that I interact with, and they're like, you can't do that. And like, I don't agree, but I don't want to fight about it. Like, you know, is it okay to use a possum-licked cookie sheet to cook stuff on I think absolutely I mean I, you know I wash it I mean it wasn't like I put it back after they licked it then I would use like a sponge and you know d dishwashing detergent or whatever and clean it so I, I think it's totally safe but anyways I don't do it anymore but that was a damn good use of a possum so the idea for this podcast came from the feud that I have with the California ground squirrels and they're an invasive species. The normal kind of squirrel we got around here is the western gray squirrel, which just 
whatever. It's a beautiful animal, animal with a huge fluffy tail. And anyways, those are all good. But the ground squirrels are known for doing bad stuff. Like I have a friend who lives, uh, you know, somewhat close to me, and him and his wife they bought a brand new car. And where they live, they got a whole bunch of these ground. I'm just calling them ground squirrels. It's California ground squirrel. I don't even think they're from California, but anyways, they bought a brand new car, and the ground squirrels, you know, got up in that, got up in those guts. They got up in that car. And they ate all the wiring. And luckily the car was insured, but I think basically it was totaled. The whole car was totaled and had to be trashed and the insurance paid for them to get a new car. But that guy, I know, I mean, he's like, he's an old hippie. You know, he would, whatever, he, he would not hurt a fly. He's the most peace-loving motherfucker you ever met. And yet... He went and bought a gun and poison and traps, and he has just been just doing a giant war against the ground squirrels on his property. And, you know, and I think he finally won that war, but it's like, I mean, he's had to do gruesome stuff. Gruesome stuff. He's just got like these, he's just catching, catching them in traps, just tons of them at a time. And then he has to have trash cans full of water, and he throws the traps into the trash can full of water so he can drown a whole bunch of them at once. I mean, you get the idea. And he had like a 22 rifle and a scope right next to his toilet. So he, like he would just he would sit on his toilet, you know, with the with the top closed, and look out his window and just sniper those suckers just like day after day. He quit doing that because that didn't work. It turned out turns out you got to use the trash can full of water. But anyways, he was hardcore, even though he was a crazy old hippie who would never hurt a fly. And so, I've got an old car that has wires in it. And I don't have the kind of insurance that would pay for a new car if the ground squirrel eats my wiring in my car. And so I have a little bit of a feud with a ground squirrel. You know, more than one ground squirrel. And I'm not sure. I think, I think my buddy had kind of built up in his mind a really fun type of feud between me and that ground squirrel. And so I'm not going to detail exactly what is involved in this feud, but... Just, you know, let your mind uh, think of something fun. Fill in the blanks yourself and, you know, make it as fun as you possibly can. Maybe like, I'm a sexy male dancer, but I can't get a job because I'm too fat. And this darn California ground squirrel, like, comes in and it's just, you know, it just gets the job at, at Chippendales. It's the number one dancer at Chippendales. And I guess we're, 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 we both have our eyes on, like, that same sexy male bartender and then ah hell i gotta go pee in the yard twitter handle at anti-woke podcast and thanks for listening